Hey there, Tired Mamas. You're listening to the Chasing Sweet Dreams podcast. I'm Erin McCormick, certified pediatric sleep consultant and owner of Chasing Sweet Dreams. Welcome back. On today's podcast, we're talking about interpreting night wakings. Decoding your baby's night waking patterns can be very helpful if you are trying to make improvements in sleep. So we want to understand if your baby's hungry or overtired or not tired enough or waking out of a habit or simply uncomfortable. And it's very important so that you can troubleshoot appropriately. Okay, Okay, so in this podcast, we're going to talk about the five common types of night wakings. Number one, false starts. Number two, difficulty falling asleep. Number three, frequent night wakings every 60 to 90 minutes. Number four, frequent night wakings every two to three hours. And number five, frequent night wakings every 10 to 20 minutes. Keep in mind that your baby might have more than one type of night waking in a single night. Let's dive into the first one, which is false starts at bedtime. Okay, the sleep pattern. Your baby falls asleep well at bedtime, but you usually get a short stretch of about 20 to 60 minutes. Then they wake up requiring you to refeed or re-rock or re-soothe your baby back to sleep. Your baby may do this once or even two to three times before settling into a longer, more predictable stretch of sleep, okay? Let's dig into the science behind this or why it's happening. False starts often occur due to the misalignment between the circadian rhythm and the homeostatic drive for sleep. This misalignment can be caused by short daytime napping or maybe your bedtime is too early, okay? A day of short naps or non-existent napping can translate into more fragmented nighttime sleep. For example, babies who have too much awake time or insufficient daytime sleep are more likely to experience a wake up after a short bout of rapid eye movement or that REM sleep at the beginning of the night. Likewise, when bedtime occurs too early, a baby will often have very fragmented sleep at the beginning of the night. The spring daylight savings time transition or after a day with short naps. This is because the circadian rhythm is strongly promoting wakefulness right before your child's biological bedtime. If you put your child down too early, then she may keep popping up because her internal clock is preventing sleep from stabilizing. Also, sleep associations can cause frequent waking early in the night. If your baby doesn't know how to fall asleep on her own, she may wake and cry for help again in the first part of the night a few times before she gets into her first long stretch of deep sleep. So what's the solution? Okay, for overtiredness from daytime naps that are too short, plan to prioritize napping and catch your baby up on daytime sleep, even if this means providing some extra soothing, rocking, or holding for several days. Use these better naps to help move bedtime later to better align with your baby's sleep pressure and circadian rhythm. If you aren't sure how much sleep your baby needs, see my age by age schedule blog to make sure your expectations are reasonable. If your baby has false starts at bedtime, inappropriate daytime napping or a too early bedtime is likely the cause. However, if your baby is not falling asleep independently, then that could also be part of the waking.
Interpreting night wakings number two, difficulty falling asleep at bedtime. But let's talk about the sleep pattern. Your baby seems well rested overall. Putting your baby down for sleep at bedtime requires more than 20 minutes of rocking, holding, nursing, or soothing, or your baby knows how to go to sleep at night, but lies awake in his crib for more than 20 minutes at bedtime. So the science in the background here, the time that it takes a baby to fall asleep is called sleep latency. It takes a healthy sleeper approximately five to 20 minutes to fall asleep at bedtime in an ideal sleep environment. So if you try to put your child down for bedtime too early, she may still be in the wake maintenance zone or the forbidden zone for sleep. Babies and children who are generally rested and know how to fall asleep on their own, but who lie awake for more than 20 minutes each night are probably being put to bed too early or have a problem with their sleep environment. So if you're in this situation, this is what you should do. You want to review your expectations and your baby's sleep schedule to be sure that you're asking your child to fall asleep at the right time. And you wanna temporarily make your child's bedtime later at the time she's actually falling asleep naturally to get her back into the habit of falling asleep quickly and easily at a time that she can achieve, okay? Also take a close look at the sleep environment, especially the temperature and the darkness of the room. You want the room not too hot and not too bright for sleep. So if your child is generally well rested and has difficulty falling asleep even under ideal soothing conditions, a too early bedtime is most likely the cause. Number three, frequent night waking. Okay, so waking every 60 to 90 minutes. What's happening here? Your baby may do one fairly long stretch of sleep, usually two and a half to five hours at some point during the first half of the night, but then wakes every hour to an hour and a half during the second half of the night, okay? Not all of these wakings seem to be associated with hunger, though some parents may be nursing briefly or offering a small bottle at each wake up, okay? So take note that some babies will not eat at all overnight but will wake at this frequency and require other comforts to get back to sleep let's dig into the science and the background babies naturally wake briefly between each sleep cycle this is normal and that natural occurrence that happens approximately every 60 to 90 minutes during the night deeper sleep dominates at the beginning of the night which is why babies will often sleep for longer stretches in that first part of the night. Babies who have a parent-led sleep association, so if they have a need for something external from the parent, like sucking or rocking or soothing, they will often fully wake at each of these sleep cycles and call out for help to go back to sleep, okay? Also keep in mind here, a baby can fall asleep independently at bedtime and still expect certain conditions to be present to go back to sleep during the night. Also keep in mind that babies with very strong sleep associations will often wake every hour starting at the beginning of the night. What do we do about this? What's the solution? Implementing a sleep teaching method that feels like a good fit for your family is the best option in these situations. You'll work towards changing a parent-led sleep association into a baby-led sleep association, followed by a consistent set of responses in the night, okay? So these responses could be very interactive and involve you staying in a room with your child or less interactive with periods of you being out of the room and doing like a time check, okay? 
okay? If you need help figuring out how to change your baby's sleep associations, you may find my one-on-one services helpful. The overview here is if your baby is waking every 60 to 90 minutes, parent-led sleep associations are likely the cause. Let's dig into number four, frequent night wakings every two to three hours. Here's what's happening. Your baby is usually able to sleep a long stretch of three to five hours during the first third of the night, but then wakes approximately every two to three hours, okay? Let's dig into the background and the science. Babies who are sleeping two to three hours at a time are usually capable of putting themselves to sleep independently, so usually wakings of this frequency are truly due to hunger. Now, if you do not think that your baby needs to eat at night based on your baby's age and your pediatrician's advice, then it is possible that your baby is not getting sufficient daytime calorie intake to make it longer stretches overnight. What do we do about this? What's the solution. If your baby is eating more than needed overnight, you'll want to taper down those extra feedings and rebalance those calories into the day. If your baby is waking every two to three hours overnight and easily goes back to sleep with a feeding, hunger is likely the cause. A gradual calorie rebalance should occur to shift extra nighttime feedings back into the day. So you want to tank them up during the day so they're not looking for those calories at night. Last but not least, number five, frequent waking every 10 to 15 minutes or at unusual times. Let's talk about what's happening here. Your baby can't seem to get comfortable for more than 10 to 15 minutes at a time at bedtime, and it's very difficult to get into the first long stretch of sleep. Or your baby wakes at a time when he or she is never awake, maybe like 9.30. Or maybe your baby has a good first stretch of sleep, but then is restless, like often after a feeding, and can't seem to settle for more than 15, 20 minutes at a time, okay? So let's back up here and talk about the science and dig in here. Randomly, these timed unexpected and frequently night wakings is often due to pain or discomfort or illness or more rarely a sleep disorder, okay? Your child may be uncomfortable, so take some steps to adjust your child's environment or clothing for more comfort and be sure that your baby's not too hot or too cold. You may need to look at going up a size in your baby's diaper if she seems uncomfortably wet. You also want to discuss treatment options with your pediatrician for pain or illness and try to return your child to a state of comfort so that he or she may fall asleep. Talk to your pediatrician about other potential causes of pain and discomfort such as acid reflux. Also, these sporadic wakings should be discussed with your child's pediatrician and rule out any medical conditions or concerns, okay? Look for signs of overheating, illness, pain, teething, reflux, allergies, or itching. If you find that you still need support after going through these steps, please feel free to book a free 15-minute discovery call with me to work through any questions and to talk about building your personalized one-on-one sleep plan. Thanks for listening to the Baby and Toddler Sleep Podcast with Chasing Sweet Dreams, where I share effective tools, tips, advice, and strategies for getting sleep on track. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, leave a review, and share with a mom and dad who might need some rest. Follow me on Instagram at Chasing Sweet Dreams and check out our website, ChasingSweetDreams.com for blogs, free guides, and more information on how I work one-on-one with families to reach your sleep goals. Sweet dreams!